We have our friend Josue on the show tonight. Hey, what's up? And Gilmar, Andrew, Rambo. It's going to be a good show. We're here promoting the new album. Josue Lota. Josue Lota. Lota. Say it again. Lota. Lota. Josue. Lora. Lora. Yeah, with R. It sounded like an T when he was saying it. No way, dude. Yeah, this is a great intro. Because I was like, why did you put a T in there? It's intro, like it's R's name. No, Lora. All right. Lora. No. I'll say. Josue Lora. Yeah, dude. It's going to be a banging album. Stay tuned. All right, we can get started. Oh, we are starting actually. We're recording. We have Josue on here. Yeah, Josue. And Laura. we're recording right now. Yeah. But before we get into it, um, like, follow, subscribe, comment negatively or positively. <laughs> um, Josue's, uh, all his links will leave in the description or in the bio of the YouTube or um, wherever you're watching or listening to the podcast. You can actually watch the podcast on Spotify now, which is kind of wild. The video is not that great, but you can watch it on there. Oh, that's wow. crazy. Um, and then, Gilmore, what, do we have anything? I felt like there was like a charity or something. We had things, something going on. Oh, the St. Jude? The St. Jude thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll post the link in the description. Uh, it's, a, it's a part of LBK, our gracious uh LBK studio, studio hosts, yeah, and uh, they're doing a fundraiser with St. Jude, trying to trying to raise up some money by April twenty second. So for the kids, for the kids, man. Honestly, yeah. it, some charities you're just like nah, but for the kids, there's no reason why we can't get behind this. Yeah, do it for the kids. But shout out to the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, you guys say say less. <laughs> <laughs> say less. Um, host Sway's here. I'm excited for this. Uh, Gilmar's over there, dude. You came in these pants. <laughs> you you must be into fashion. I actually I had to work earlier, so oh, okay. and I was in Princeton. Oh, uh, all right. So, so you had to blend. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was like super corporate. So <laughs> I pull these out when those, those <laughs> It's like corporate pants. That's what that's what the corporate ride is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not doing that for us. I hope we're not corporate. No, <laughs> no not at all. Okay. <laughs> I hope not yet. Okay. I keep the vans though. Hey. Yeah, those are pretty sweet too. I have like one off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Well, what if he was just like, yeah, you want to check him out and he just won the f- like it just flew off? That could have happened right there. Could yeah, kick right? Rambo, whatever. Um, this is your, is this your Instagram in front of us right now? Yeah. So this is the production company I run is uh, Laura Productions, where we do a bunch of corporate stuff and we also do a lot of music video stuff, documentary, um, a lot of experimental stuff. So this is some of the projects we've done over the past year or so. And then I also do a lot of personal stuff for myself uh, since I'm an artist. So all of the music videos that I put out, my production company takes care of it. Uh, no, okay. So what what would you say? So we all have a lot in common then. This was a good episode. This is going to be a good episode. There we go. You we do a lot of things too. We huh? might go down some rabbit holes here. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Um. <laughs> What would you say is your leading medium? Like, are you photographer, videographer, um, editing? Like, what is your... As far as film work? Yeah, like, what would you say, what got you started into film? Oh, so what got me started into film is my mom didn't let me go out anywhere. So I would watch, (laughs) like, MTV and HBO, like, all day from when I woke up to when I would go to sleep. Okay. Up until I was like 16 and I could finally leave the house. Um, so I always liked color and I always liked um, visuals. So, and then I always liked music. 
So the first time I picked up a camera, my first job was at a radio station because I like music. So I would like rap with my friends in my attic. Um, and then I always wanted a music video and I wanted a music video that looked like the music videos I saw with the same colors. Yeah. And then I found out how much it costs. And I was <laughs> 15 at the time. So I said, hey, oh, I made 500 bucks uh, working this past month. So I went and bought a T2i and a nice 50 millimeter lens. And then I just started doing music videos. Six months later, I started making them for my friends. And a year later, I started doing them for commercial purposes. I actually started um, filming real estate videos. Okay. So that's how your commercial business started. Yeah. And then I started doing a bunch of music video stuff where I would charge like 150 bucks at the time, but I was still in high school and like 2000 bucks a month for a high school kid was like a lot. Yeah. Considering you doing it all on your own, you didn't have to like, you weren't clocking in anywhere. You were managing it all yourself. No, not at all. And, I, and that all came to be because I went for a job interview at like Taco Bell and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Taco Bell. <laughs> Shout out Taco Bell. So, so then I said, oh, I, I need some money. It's summertime. I, I was 16 at the time. And yeah, so then one thing so led you to bas- So you basically hustled to get a camera. And then yeah. once you had that, that piece of equipment, you know, you were off to the races basically at that point. Yeah, how, I was creating my art. And how were you money. editing at that point though? My mom bought me a 20, 2009 MacBook or something. I, like, bugged her, mm-hmm. like, super. She actually, I probably shouldn't say that, but there's this thing in, like, uh, Dominican culture. <laughs> if you ever lived in New York, like, your mom, since you were, since you're little, they send you to their, to the corner store and they say, hey, bring this to the numbers guy and play this for me, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they gave you, like, $10. And you go. So my mom won $10,000. What? And, and my birthday was like two weeks away. So I said, Ma, Ma. You got you, you to strike, strike when the iron's hot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mom just came into money. Take opportunity. So Let me get this MacBook. So, you know, I went to the numbers guy. She hit. And then, you know, we went to Best Buy. Shout out mom. Yeah. Shout out mom. Moms oftentimes are your, you know, when you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, moms are like your original investor. Yeah. A lot of times. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom is my original investor for the clothing brand. So yeah, for shout sure. Out, yeah. yeah. Shout out my mom. <laughs> yeah, dude, we should get like some sort of like legend piece for her. <laughs> yeah. What a Just legend like a silhouette of her face or something. Just the mod dude. The goat. Yeah. Um, what are you What are you doing full time right now? For the most part, are you doing music videos exclusively, or are you doing like real estate? Is it like what are you getting into? So, as far as the commercial work for for my company, Laurel Productions, we pretty much do everything. Um, a lot of corporate. Um, most of it is like really boring, but it pays well. Mm. So that's mainly what we've been focusing on. And then, as far as music videos, I run an indie record label. So I don't, I've been directing them more and I try to only do them for the record label mm-hmm. and for some of the artists that I've been like helping develop and stuff like that. Um, occasionally I do a lot of music video work because it's, to me, it's pretty easy and it's like a lot of fun. Um, but since it takes so much time, the budget has to be there for me to even, or I really have to like the song or really like you to even be part of it. That's yeah. like the one thing that I do that, um, you either have to be paying me really well to do it or I really have to like it because it's, I'm so passionate for it. The what's like what's like the range on a music video? Because I have no idea what a music video even costs. So I would say 
if I was to do one, I know that there's like a, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously. So you could do like a lower budget one and then like a higher budget. So I'll take I'll, I'll I'll take my music videos like the the astronaut one. I think like if this this wasn't the budget, but if we were to have put this out, it yeah. probably would have been around twenty five to thirty thousand. And then out of my own pocket, I really didn't pay anyone, and I still paid like three thousand. So this video that Gilmar just pulled up here, um, <clears throat> can everybody see that Gilmar? Is yeah. That just, so this is astronaut one. You Jesus, you put a lot of work into that. I I didn't edit this. Um, I think his name's Jeremy. I forget your name, your last name, Jeremy. But shout out to you. Um, but my friend Rangel directed it, um, and then he got a lot of his friends involved. And then I just had to basically take care of all of the administrative stuff, like getting the location, suits, whatever, lenses, all the nerd stuff. So do you do you make music too, or do you just yeah. you just okay? So you do like all of the aspects of this? Yeah. So that's that's how I started because I would um, I would travel a lot, so I would write like poems, and then they became raps, and then they became music, and then I started producing. And then I wanted a music video for it. And then that's how the video stuff came to be. And then I opened up a recording studio and the label. So those are like my four, I guess, uh, sources of income. Yeah. Passions. That's really cool. That's yeah, really unique. Pretty interesting. Um, I have a question for you. This is difficult. Yeah. Do you believe that men should wear skirts? <laughs> <laughs> I think people could do whatever they want. Me personally, I wouldn't wear a skirt. <laughs> Same. What, do you? Hold on, would you wear a skirt? I mean, I'd wear a kilt, like a like a Scottish kilt, dude. If we were all getting dressed up for battle, I'd wear that and wield a sword under the right circumstances. But otherwise, probably not. Yeah, there we go. Dude, look at this guy. Stop look at that it. royal as shit. That guy's rich. That's what he. That's. Click on one of the, like this, uh, the guy. Damn, yeah, two seventy five for a kilt. Let's see, like one of these outfits here. All right. Did not Kanye wear one, a, a leather one? Did he? Yeah. He might have. Pick us up some bearded dude here. Yeah, just click on one of them. Who cares? It's gonna take me to a fucking site. I think after he wore it, a lot of people started wearing them. Yeah, that's what I like. Look at that prestigious dude. There you go. See, that doesn't look bad. Premium <laughs> Prince Charlie kilt outfit, man. Made to measure. Damn, a kilt pin that's lit. Wait, wait you this, get this, this whole. Could be you. you get this whole drip for two seventy five. Said this could be you. Who said that? This could be you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let, let's be clear. For two seventy five, I can get like the coat, the purse, the socks, like everything. Let's see. Yeah, the jacket. The dude, we might be yeah. having a kilt episode. This is a costume. There you go. All right, dude. We'll come back. We'll have Hosoe part two kilts. <laughs> his I'll, legs I'll wide open it. yeah for the yeah dude we'll just like just sit up here with our legs posted yeah, up legs wide open yeah <laughs> so disrespectful with it yeah thanks for coming on <laughs> uh, where you gilmar was telling me that you you have like a studio yeah that I, you I, work out of right where's that at it's located in trenton new jersey so it's um right when you come off of route one okay um i think we're in pa so if you take was that 29 yeah yeah 29 yeah. so it's like two blocks um away from the highway so it's close to all major highways um if you don't want to go into the city you really don't have to um but yeah i opened that up about five years ago um and then as of the last four years i got a little more serious um with making it a little more commercial and all of that so i have um three engineers that work out of it and then i just manage it and then go do my own thing 
So the engineers, they're they're kind of managing their own clients, and then they pay you like rent, or do they do they work like exclusively on your projects? Like, what's the relationship like there? They don't they don't work exclusively on my projects. So they they have their own clients, and basically we just agree a agreed on the rate that they just uh, pay me. And then if I have clients, I'll just give it to them, and we just work out a rate. So, yeah. interesting, dude. You're like a little. You're just freaking enterprising over here. <laughs> Trying to retire by forty. Yeah, yeah. Retire and do what though? Anything I like, music. You're not gonna yeah. retire. Don't I'm not. I'm not gonna retire. How old I'm gonna you? do less of of other of boring corporate Princeton stuff. How <laughs> How old are you? I'm 28. I just turned 28. By the time you're 40, you'll find some other shit to get into. And you'll be a madman because <laughs> I'm halfway. Th- I'm 35, and I thought I'd be chilling at 40, 45, and now I'm getting closer to it. And I'm like, no, what, the, what would I do? Like, I, I, would, I mean, when I say retire, I don't mean like stop doing stuff. I think it means more like like the music video stuff mm-hmm. is like a pure passion. I would like to just do that without having to worry about having to make money from it. Nice. Do you get it? Are you into YouTube or anything like that at all? Yeah, um, I mean, of course, I, I got to put the videos up on YouTube, but I'm not like, um, I have like a love-hate relationship with social media. Okay. Because I feel like uh, numbers and like views and algorithms manipulate so many things, especially art. Like a lot of people will tell you they like something just because it has a lot of views. Or like a lot of people would wear something because the masses are wearing it. Um, like, like skirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn women, dude! All these, all these men out here wearing skirts. There, there dude, I saw go. seven men at Wawa earlier. Skirts are skirts. Pl- skirts are played out. Skirts Everybody, yeah, they're far- they're farm dresses. But that's why I I like Gilmar so much because Gilmar just wears what he likes and it's still trendy, but it's himself. Uh, I like I like making fun of Gilmar sometimes for shit he wears, and then knowing, <laughs> and then walking away knowing that he's still gonna wear it because he likes it. <laughs> I have a friend like You know that. what I'm saying? He's not gonna just because I said, Hey Gilmar, what do you why are you wearing a dress here? He's still gonna be like, Yeah, I like this. My, my friend Mojo is the same way. It's hard to find people. You can you can trust somebody that operates that way a lot more than you can trust somebody that's like easily manipulated with trends. There we go. Yeah, my you know what I'm saying Gilmar's a trendsetter though. Try to be. Yeah, I, I, I give him I that. I feel like you're a bit of a trendsetter over here. I don't know, dude. Who, me or Josue? Josue. Josue is a trendsetter. I, I, I've never gotten that, but I'll take Bro, it. Bro, no one out of our city is making videos like this. This shit is crazy. Yeah, that was a fun project. Like, no one's doing this shit. Took you know long I mean? as fuck. No one has a studio. <laughs> no one does this over there. It's like, you know. Yeah, dude. Just, you're, you're a trendsetter, bro. Listen to Gilmar, dude. There we go. I'm going to listen to Gilmar. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you got to make gonna a hype, He's your hype man, dude. He's got to let you. He's got to remind you that you're doing big things. He is. What other, what other project do you have on here that you're super proud of? As far as what? Visual stuff or? Yeah, visually. So, uh, you could do the Quien Eres Tu video, which was literally me and my friends drunk at the studio one time that just sounded nice to say yeah i don't know what you just said oh, it's how far back uh, how you far? gotta go up oh. uh it's literally like who are you so yeah. we were just bored at the studio and we said i think the conversation was i think they said the same thing yo you've done a lot and i said yeah and people like some people still try to take that away from you like who are you? so we did it in like this uh really trappy modern version and then we hung out with our friends and they smoked their faces off, and I directed the video, and we just had fun. 
What uh, what like style of music do you typically make, or are you producing music videos for? So I think this was like the first time we ever did like something that sounded like trappy or something, or as trappy if you can. Mm. But a lot of it is like a lot of like Afro Caribbean influences mixed with like touches of jazz. Can we hear some of this? Dude, we might need we might need to. This co- sounds nothing. We like might that. need to get like a, a new intro song. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, this was like a really fun music yeah. video where we just yeah, <laughs> hung out. Yeah, it's just the oh. intro, so I don't think anything's gonna drop here. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got probably. Oh, it's not the whole song. Let's find the whole song. All right. And then tiempo would probably be like a more, I guess, a song that more of the general public will like. Mm. Okay. Also fun. We're gonna have yeah. to listen to that too. There you go. I'll look for it. And if YouTube flags me on any of this stuff, I'm going straight to corporate. <laughs> be like, I know the artist's guy. I know a guy that knows a guy. Yeah, when I first started doing YouTube, I actually used one of Josue's video and one of Josue's songs in my video, and then they got uh, flagged for D- like DCMA or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, that's DMCA. Symphonic, the people we yeah with. Yeah, they have a partnership with this other company, Merlin, and mm-hmm. they're like super on it. They're like really way on top of that stuff. They flag my stuff, and I gotta like email them. <laughs> be like, yo, <laughs> be like, yo. Oh, that one was cool, too. Yeah, this is a good song. That one was fun. It's hot as fuck. So you'll fly someplace to shoot a video? This was in Jersey. Yeah? Yeah. Island Beach State Park. So this is kind of like the flow that your videos, like, the artists that you're usually working with kind of have, like, this kind of... what, what What kind of... What genre are we listening to here? So I don't, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> no genres. <laughs> this is just music. I like that. This is my best friend, Peter. This is actually my song. And one of my good friends, Julie. She's an actress. What, uh, is it like the whole, the whole aspect of what you're doing is really cool to me. What would you say you, you enjoy doing the most of all of this? Like, is it the performing? Is it the directing the cre- the whole process together what like is, music and film or just film yeah i guess just like it seems like there's it kind of seems like you have music and film uh-huh but it's, it kind of seems like you've integrated i i've tried to do that for the last 10 years it's been my goal and it's been working yeah it just kind of seems like you you're you're both yeah you're you're representing both sides of it so you know like some people like to create content but they don't edit and then some people create their own content but they really really like the editing process like what what is it in this whole process like what part of it is like your if you if you had to do some one one aspect of this for the rest of your life what would you do oh music for sure a yeah. thousand percent and then if it comes to film i'd rather direct than anything else do you play any instruments not at all no. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i do enough yeah. <laughs> um what uh you said you were 28 years old yeah what's on like what's on your like what are you doing this year this year i'm releasing my first solo album oh um, no way yeah all my albums were with this guy which uh is peter my, yeah with my boy notahe peter um but yeah i just finished it and it's like songs that i made since pandemic started all the way till now okay. and then i had like 100 <laughs> songs to pick from and i picked my favorite 12 which was like the hardest thing ever mm. and then um I had like um, this kid Mike. He 
he graduated Princeton and then he went back home because of COVID and all of that. And then I met him there and then he would come to the studio once a week for like 12 hours and he played pretty much anything. He played really well. And these are some of the songs I made with him um, where we would find like drum loops. Um, so you would, you would bring him to the studio, have him play the instrument or whatever kind of like, you know, you would have him set the vibe for that instrument. You would record that on loop and then you would integrate that into your song at different levels. Sometimes, sometimes we just created from scratch. Sometimes I would like hum things and then we would just um, arrange it. So I was kind of arranging it and then he was just playing it. So we both came up with different ideas. Um, I would say so you're kind of just like banging on a desk and then he's like, okay, like I kind of see what you're trying to do here to, like this. And then he'll play something against that. Yeah, or, or I would just, like, whatever I wrote, I would say, this is my idea for the hook. Do you have something that might complement it? Mm. Or I might say, could you just, like, have, like, just make it pretty. Like, throw some guitar chords, but just, like, you know, just throw them here and there. And then he would, like, play around with some other stuff. Or sometimes I would just have, like, an entire song made, and I would say, can you add something to this? So when you're making these songs, you're using, like, a software program to drop in audio yeah, Pro Tools. Pro Tools is what you're using. What, um, what like, your process, does does it replicate itself the same time? Or, they, like, that didn't make sense. Does it, do you use the same process to produce music? Or does it change from song to song? It changes from song to song. It really depends on the, like, the mood I'm in, too. Um, like, for this one that's playing, this was Tiempo, and, like, one of the engineers at the studio... Um, Alex, he like made the beat and he had everything. And then I said, Hey, it's missing something. So I called Mike in and he added the bass and guitar. And then I, I did the hook and then I did the the second verse and then we finished it. And then I think we finished this in like a day or something, but there's other songs like, um, like now for now for that was like one of the one, the one you just saw, mm. I, I called in another buddy of mine and we had nothing. I just said, Hey, I want like an Afro-Caribbean sounding song with um, Dominican percussion as the 808 and as the hi-hats, I want this instrument called the guira and I want you to implement that and I want like uh, chanting and vocals in the background and I want this sample that I got from a live show we did. And then he said, okay, say less. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, and I want this kick on it and then we just started building and then like a few hours later, we kind of like got the the vibe for it and then we already had like our parts written we knew exactly what we wanted but we we didn't imagine the music so he created the music and we kind of like guided him or arranged it or something what um you seem like you're a really good communicator or maybe like you connect people together really well would you say that Tell my girlfriend I'm a really good communicator <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen listen I think we can all agree in this room that's that's probably the same for all of us. <laughs> there, there is a lady somewhere that uh, you know feels that way about every man. I'm sure. Um, but would like, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, you grew up in a big family. I grew up in the Dominican Republic till I was eight, and then I was like my sister and my two female cousins um, up until I was like twelve. And then so I you grew up with women. Yeah, all women. Basically. Yeah, see, there we got to the bottom of that really yeah, quickly. <laughs> And they still think he can't talk. He knows the game. <laughs> yeah, they, they, he grew yeah. up in the game. But yeah, I, I try to just connect people, like, um, because 
I like people just working on things. And I always um like like let's say I met you and you might need somebody that I don't know maybe does video or does a certain element of video and you don't know anybody and neither does Gilmar or Gilmar can't do it. I'll connect you guys and then maybe one day that guy will connect me to somebody else and then we just keep helping each other out and the network just keeps growing. Yeah, you you started this business pretty young though. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously what it, what it is today is like a really serious enterprise. I mean, you started much longer as more of like a hustling style business where a lot yeah. of us start like, where along, like, how old were you? Like, you were 15 when you got your first camera. You're yeah. 28 now. When, at what age did it turn into, like, this is a business? I think I was, it was like, 19, 20, and I, like, hated the job I had. Okay. Like, like um. Where I, were you working? I, I was working out of college because they were paying for my school. So, it was, and then, again, mixing the, the, the two up, they were paying for my school. I was working there, and then they had, like, really good film equipment. That I could take out for free, so <laughs> I took yeah. This so scene. you were kind of, you were kind of using them for the using using the the opportunity the, for the most of it. The the, um, the film instructor told me he said, "Hey, just keep taking my class, and you can take the equipment out. Don't come to class." Yeah, uh, because him and I developed like a really good relationship. So I think I took the class like. I don't know, like five or six times the same class just to have <laughs> access to the equipment because it was cheaper than renting it, probably. Yeah, I mean, I was taking, I was like 19, bringing home like $50,000 lens kits, <laughs> which was like insane for me. And um, and I told everybody, everybody I knew, I said, hey, just enroll in the class. It's an $800 class. It's like $800 to rent this for the weekend. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I was just sitting there and I like hated that job. It's like, it was like the worst job ever. Um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I just wasn't happy there. Um, so I just sat there one one day and I just quit. Um, I had like no money in savings. Uh, I wasn't really making a lot of money. And then I called my dad one day and I said, Hey dad, like I kind of like don't like working here. And he said, then quit. Um, if you need any help, I gotcha. And I said, okay, but I knew I wasn't going to ask him for anything. Yeah. So I quit and I think I made my, isn't that funny how that works? Like mom's like your first investor, but you absolutely cannot ask dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was just pride or whatever. So I quit. And the first month I made what they were paying me in a year. And then after that, I just didn't look back. That's awesome. That makes me really happy to hear. But you are, you had already, what some could say was like, you maybe look like an overnight success. Cause like you quit your job and then you, immediately oh, had no. a good but you you already had like if you were 19 20 years old you already had five years worth yeah. of experience doing what you were doing yeah and i mean a lot of it also came like clients came from from doing exactly what you said connecting people yeah like since i was young i, I would just talk to as many people as possible that did different things things that had nothing to do with what i did and i would just ask them things or just talk to them because i was I was I was really interested. Were you like the ringleader as a kid? Like if you were were you the kid that was organizing like the basketball game? I played no sports. Absolutely not. Yeah, you didn't like organize people for anything though? Not when I was a kid, maybe now. Because you know when you see like you know when you see like an Australian shepherd and you're like, that dog's built for herding. <laughs> like no matter what it does, it's like gonna hurt ducks, it's gonna hurt kids, like it's going to group people up. Like you just seem like you have like this energy about you that you were kind of just like 
meant to fit into this. Probably, I I think it was. And I'm like trying to grandma. figure out like where, like what happened. Here. Oh, maybe maybe I think it was like in like when I grew up with my grandmother, we went to church like four times a week. Okay. And then I was, there it is. Yeah, there, we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> found it. There we found it. Yeah, there we go. And then yeah, I, I was basically at the top of like the class, and I would like help with like the preaching and all the plays and all of that. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, see, like I was trying to get to like where did this? Where was like the beginning? There we go, Grandma of Josue. The beginnings. Dominican Republic. Part <laughs> Part one. <laughs> Do you go back to the Dominican Republic a lot? I used to go a lot. I used to go like three to four times a year. And oh, then, Jesus. Yeah, and then I didn't go for three years. I actually went for the first time in three years, three weeks ago. Oh, no way. You just got back. Yeah. How, how was it? It was good. Um, everything's a lot more expensive than three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um, I think that could be said about everywhere you go. Yeah, mm. but I, I, I guess I was just shocked because some things were more expensive than here, and that's never happened. Oh, no way. Like so I, before, even if things were... It, it was still cheaper there, even if it was more expensive here. I would get $2 haircuts three years ago. I um, went back, and haircuts were like $20. Damn, yeah. no way. Yeah, what it's like thinking? grapes uh, were like $11. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, well, how the fuck are grapes $11? That's crazy. So, And then everybody was like, we told you it's expensive. I'm like, you always say it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> this ain't time, right. This time you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if, other than that, it was fun. It was relaxing. Got to hang out with family. So you you and Gilmar grew up together? Or how do you know Gilmar? Trent High, right? Yeah, high school. Yeah, there was this kid that looked just like him, and we became good friends. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that yeah. was a good joke. Yeah, no, we have known his way since high school. He was always the, uh, I wouldn't say he was loud, but he was he was not quiet. <laughs> so no, I don't know how to <laughs> say, it, but you were just um, you were active. You weren't afraid to say hi to people. Just from what I remember, you were always kind of. Yeah, like the not the class clown, but you were the funny guy. You know, you we were me, yeah. me and uh, Alex. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, and then um, yeah. After that, you know, he started doing more things with, with media. I did too, and then you know, sooner or later, we start working together. And that one of the videos uh, that we showed earlier, I actually shot one of oh, yeah. one scene. I think it was for this one. You helped me with a few videos. Yeah, I helped him with a few videos, like cutting them up or just even filming. Like this shot, I helped him with. Um, which I remember because we were just pulling frame out with that big ass camera. But um, yeah, it was just uh, from then on, we just worked together whenever he needed something. I was there. He's my ultimate resource. Whenever I need something, Josue is always going to come through. So I appreciate him for that. So Yeah, I've noticed that. I've been working with Gilmar for how long now? Two years? Yeah, almost three. Almost three years? Yeah. And there was a bunch of different times that, like, your name just, like, popped up and just, like, random shit showed up from your studio. So, I, th <laughs> I thank you. Yeah. I'd be like, where's this from? Like, My buddy is, I'm like, all right, whatever you say, dude. Yeah, he uh, talks sound, about you guys. He sounds made up, but that's fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's real, I promise. He's right here. Imaginary. He's just showing up with all this random equipment from uh, your friend, Hostway's office. It's me. Oh, yeah, it's him. <laughs> it's Hostway. We had to get all the way to, like, episode 155 before we actually... Actually knew whether or not he was real. <laughs> One fifty five is a good number. Yeah, I think we figured out whether or not aliens were real before that, though. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they're real, dude. We're to the bottom of this. Dan, that would make it a hundred episodes that I've been doing the podcast with you guys. I think because you came on around fifty. Yeah, around fifty five. I think Collins was the first one I did with you guys. Yerkinson, and that was fifty five. Yeah, Who's been your favorite guest. Who's been my favorite guest? Dan, that's hard. 
Damn, that's so hard. Um, oh, geez. I guess that's hard to answer mainly because certain guests have been more impact and like they're they're impactful in different areas. Mm-hmm. I would say meeting Nick and Steve's service um, from service events, they're private chefs. Um, in terms of like friends, mm-hmm. they're probably the closest friends I have because of the show. Um, so you guys became friends after like they came on. Yeah, we're really close with them now. Nice. Um, and then. There's just been other people along the way that have just been kind of inspiring or you leave here at the end of the night. Like, if I'm not feeling that great, like, going into the Thursday, Friday, you, like, you know, being a business owner, you're just, like, drained. Yeah. Like, I'll come and I'll leave the podcast. Like, if I come here not feeling that great, I'll leave here, like, energized sometimes mm-hmm. because the people you meet are just kind of, like, you're just so... Let's take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like that. Like, I'm kind of like, what the hell happened here? Like, and you're obviously like, I went to church a few too many times as a kid. And now, <laughs> now I'm making music videos and mu- making music. And like, thinking about that, how that, like, that journey and finding out, like, what made you who you are is, like, really cool to me. Yeah. It's so when people have, like, when people have, like, that unique story or uniqueness about them, and then they, and then they, like, play into it. Or maybe not play into it. They they lean into it. They're not afraid of it. Yeah. Those are the best guests. Nice. When they sometimes you get people come on occasionally and they'll be like performers where you're like, This isn't the this isn't real. This isn't the real you. And then you get people uh, that you get people that come on and you're like, Holy shit. Like it's like a gimmick or something. You like you have the vibe. Like this person's like doing stuff. Like you're a real get, person. You meet you you're like, Wow. Nice. Like, I'm gonna get up early tomorrow. I'm going to run through a wall right now. Yeah, like nine degrees tomorrow. But then there's like, there's guests like Mikey. Mike, do you know know Mikey Naps? We should try and link him and Mikey up. Yeah, I don't know him. He's a photographer from out here. You would would like him. Um, But there's like just different people we we have on. um, It used to be fun to have Dave Hermes on. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine, we'd get on and we would just laugh so hard. (laughs) <laughs> like when he came on, like that's the three of us in the room would just like something would happen where you just get these, you just like start la- like those out those episodes were outrageous. <laughs> that, that's so good when you have like that chemistry. Yeah, and he's the type of person that'll fun. disappear from your life for like two years, and then you run into him at like at a traffic light, and the next thing you know, you see him every day for like two months. <laughs> so right now he's in his dormant state. If you're here, me, Dave Hermes, we're here for you. Yeah, you'll come back. You'll come love. back around. I know it. We'll miss you. And we um, miss you, yeah. I guess, um, and then there's like a bunch of other guests that have just been really, really cool. We're trying to build the website up now and like the email list and try and like link all these people together, kind of. You got to do like a mixer or something. Slowly over time. Yeah, we're going to call it the mixer. The mixer. The mixer. Yeah, and you're going to perform. There we go. Yeah, it's going to be like a room of like 10 people. And so just, like, swing <laughs> in the corner. if we it'll do be, a beer be and wood, are we going to call it beer and wood or is it going to be something from No Prisoners? Um, no prisoners. Mixer. That's a good question. What do you think? Damn, I don't know. I kind of like the beer and wood thing. Me too. Because it started out the whole premise for beer and wood. So like a few years ago, I had a shop with a ex business partner down in like the Southampton area, and it was this big industrial building. Mm-hmm. And I had I was on a I was on a a stretch of people. Me it, social media was starting to blow up for us in a, a small way but big enough that it was having an impact on our business. And I was like, you know, we're meeting all these people 
on social media and then like we're meeting them in real life and like I, it'd be cool to bring all these people together and into like one area because like everybody's liking each other's posts but nobody really fucking knows uh, yeah. nobody knows each other they're ridiculous mm. so i'm like we should host a party and we'll call it and at the time we were milling trees into slabs of wood <laughs> so there we go we called it beer and wood Mm. And that's how it started. We were just like, let's get a bunch of construction guys together, business people together, and uh, drink some beer and, you know, shoot the shit. I, I think you should do that, like, once a year. I started doing that, like, for for New Year's. Mm. Um, the last one I, I had was uh, before COVID happened. It was uh, 2019, and we're like, 2020 is going to be the year that all our dreams come true. And mm-hmm. everyone had, like, all More. these... All these crazy dreams, and we were all super excited because for me it was like, oh, it's like the Roaring Twenties all over again, right? Yeah. And then two months later, it was like, shit, <laughs> it's over. My dreams yeah. have evaporated. And then after that, like uh, the second year of COVID, I think I just threw like a holiday party and invited most of the people. So I try to do that like December every year. Yeah, I think the the original goal I had for beer and wood was like a quarterly thing. Oh, we nice. Do it four times a year. And now I think it's better just two times a year. Summer and what? I think it's actually spring and fall. Like summertime, yeah. people are kind of like away. People are on vacation. It's hot. It's hot out. Some, like everybody's working late. You know, you get them in the fall. You know, you get them close enough to the holidays that it's not the holidays. But they're still kind of like. But it's still, it's like sets the. It's, beer and wood, the fall edition, Gilmar, should be the first thing that starts. It should be the new thing that starts the holidays. Yeah, the fall edition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it should be like a few weeks before Thanksgiving. Flannel party. Like first week of November after Halloween. Like the. F- and we'll just like market it as such. Hell yeah. Start the holidays off. Yeah, let's do that shit. And then, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's something we'll have to like talk to like Nick about. Mm-hmm. And kind of figure, kind of everybody will have to weigh in on that, unless he doesn't care. He probably wouldn't care. That's all, that's why I was saying that. Like yeah, Nick's he, down for anything. He might just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, Nick sounds fun. Nick is Nick's, fun. Nick's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's funny. He's shout so out funny. Nick. Yeah, shout, yeah out shout out Nick. Shout out Abby. Shotgun. Uh, what are you like? What are you working on? Like, what's a like? What's a normal week for you? Like, what are you working on this week? Are any weeks normal anymore? Um, <laughs> I would say this week I'm. Um, I just submitted my my first solo album uh, for distribution, so it comes out March twentieth, um, and then I've been working on all of the visualizers for it, just so that when it comes out, people have like something to look at. So, are you putting this through like a record company, or how's like what's it going? What what is like I, for someone who has no idea what that's even like? Take me through what it's like to release your album. Cool. So. Production and creating it is all like its own beast. So I'm past that now. So now that, that I'm done, the, the real work begins, right? So I own an indie label. It's called Colmado Music Group. Um, I release my own stuff and five other guys' music. And then the studio serves as like the home base. So now that it's it's complete, I distribute it independently. And I use this company called Symphonic for it. I've been working with them for like the past five or six years. Um, and I did it because I met him at a music conference in New York. It was the Latin alternative music conference. And then one of the guys there said, Hey, I like your music. And I said, how did you hear my music? And he said, Oh, it it popped up on, on Instagram. 
So I paid for ads and I only targeted the hotel we were at. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's really smart. I did that yeah. when, when we went to the builder show, which is going on right now. But when we went to Vegas, it was 2020. Um, I promoted my Instagram while we were at Vegas to it's, like the whole thing. It's genius because you, they're going to see it. Yeah. You're there with your competition. I had people like walking up to me and saying hi. Yeah, I'm a paid celebrity now, except for I'm paying <laughs> to be a celebrity. Yeah, it, it, it was like just like very strategic. <laughs> so it's I said, smart. Yeah, I said, why not? So when you say distribute it, like what do what do they actually do for you? So they basically put it on all platforms. Um, there's a bunch of distributors. You can use like DistroKid, CD Baby. So they put it Apple Music, at iTunes, all that. So they handle like the administrative process to get it on there because you can't obviously just like put it on there. I think you can, but it's like it would probably take a really long time and be like super hard. Um yeah, but yeah, they, they do all all of that. And then aside from that, I also, um, they help me market it sometimes. So what does it cost? Like, like, what do you, what does it cost to like pay a company like that to like upload this stuff for you? With them, it's free. You could pay them like 20 bucks a year. They just open that section. And then I think before that, they kept 10 or 15%. I forget the exact number. So okay. So like if you if you if you're on Spotify and you've got a million views on a song, and Spotify is like paying you for that, mm-hmm. they get a cut, or like if, if that's what you agreed on, or you could just pay them twenty dollars a year and distribute unlimited releases, and they don't get anything. Then they make money doing that. Yeah, because they also offer different services. Um, I don't use these services, but they offer like. Uh, video production services. Uh, oh, so that's how they kind of get you in, like, hey, we'll, like, take care of this, you know, process that's not really fun. Yeah, and like, then, like... And then help you out with this other stuff is, like, the bread and butter kind of stuff. Yeah, I think they just secured, like, a, a million dollars not too long ago to, like, help with that. Mm. And then they also do events and, and all of this. So I'm not sure how... how so that's exactly. a pretty small business as well, too, like, serving, like, kind of, like, a niche category, uploading music. Like, how many people... Or it's it's millions actually. What was that all about? Did you see that? <laughs> Dan, this place is haunted. And Gilmore uh, Gilmore is our lead detective on the ghost hunt. So <laughs> I'm kinda concerned. He's like looking down this hallway over here, like something just spooked him. We're I don't know. I kinda wish out. I was wearing a skirt. I <laughs> <laughs> had a sword, obviously. What do you so like that the the video right there, Gilmar, with the two colonial gentlemen. What What is this all about? Uh, that was like a corporate video uh, for the city of Trenton. So um, it was, I forgot exactly what, what the holiday was, uh, but they were basically like reenacting like one of the George Washington battles. Mm. And then my production company took care of like documenting it. And then this is what we came up with. I just thought it looked pretty cool. So you paid all these people to like be in this? And like oh, no, absolutely not. The, <laughs> the city paid me to just uh, film them. Okay. So the city got all these people together? Yeah. So, uh, this is actually what they do, I believe. Yeah, like, these characters. Yeah, like that guy. Like, I think he just these, plays George Washington. These colonists. Yep. And then we just filmed it. And it was what, like an all-day thing. Would you come out? What, like, the Laura Productions, like, what does that mean? Or, like, where did you get that name from? I couldn't think of a name, and Laura is my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting. And then we added productions behind it. This is interesting. We might rebrand it, but you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> because I came up with that name at a, like, a really early age. 
Yeah. I saw like I saw your last name on the like the Google calendar thing and then I saw like the productions and I was like wondering if you is it just your company or I thought maybe that like you had family involved or I wasn't really sure. Right now it's just me and then it's me and my girlfriend, so she helps me with everything. What um you're talking about maybe rebranding it for real or was that just a joke? No, no, for sure. Um, I think I just came up with the name. Um, I got, I got like my first big client was actually the city of Trenton. So, and I didn't have like a registered business. Okay. So I had like a date to come up with a name and register my business so I could get paid. And I said, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, lower productions. Okay, cool. It makes sense. So there we go. Quick and easy. I mean, Sometimes when your back's against the wall, spending time thinking about stuff like that's just not worth it anyway. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's like really important to come up with a good name and sometimes you just gotta do business. Yeah. Right, Gilmar? Yeah, exactly. Town the town over here. No, Tony. I thought about that shit. I know <laughs> you thought about that shit for freaking months. How do you how do you feel? Would you consider yourself like into fashion? You seem pretty fashionable. You seem more fashionable than me. My girlfriend says she dresses me. <laughs> so you got a your, girl, your, your girlfriend's saying a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's um, not even here, dude. You're not even here. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, babe. Um, and that, that wasn't me throwing you under the bus, babe. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't beat him up. You're saying you. too much. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say so. Um, yeah, I'm, I I wouldn't say I like am like super into it, but yeah, like you know, like. Pick out my outfits, you know. You I, like I, looking I, good. Yeah. But you and Gilmore, didn't you guys do like a whole podcast episode on fashion? Yeah, we were talking about actually how important trends are. And then Gilmar said they're important. And then I just said, I like when people just wear things they like. Mm. And then I think we, we agree that when people wear things they like, when they're comfortable and when they're still trendy, that's like when we think like an outfit is good. Like, so what are the parameters, Gilmore? You just got to be still cool, but not that cool. Um, don't dress like the mannequin. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's don't dress like the simple mannequin. as that. Don't dress like the mannequin. See, not gonna lie, if I didn't have Gilmar in my life, I'd be mannequined up. <laughs> <laughs> like real life mannequin, chill out. That real his. Mannequin. What do you What do you think of Gilmar's hoodie? Uh the, the the new ones, the black one that just came out, not the new new one that hasn't come out. Oh, I think it's dope. I really like the quality. I think he spent like a lot of time just focusing on quality. Which um, you don't see often from like up and coming, like designers. They focus more on like trying to create sell product. Yeah, or create some shit that's like on the draw attention rather than like quality. Um, and then a lot of times that shit is like ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I liked his hoodie because it like it was it looked really nice. It felt good. It's like a really good quality hoodie. It's not just like hype beast shit. So. Yeah. Hype beast shit. Thanks. Yeah, no. Dude, that's that's a word. That's a phrase that like doesn't get enough attention. Hype beast? Hype beast. Hype beast shit. No hype beast shit. No hype beast shit around here. Nope. No. Nah, man. Gotta, I think that's the name something. of this episode tonight. No hype beast. No hype beast shit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, yeah, because I just came on because he texted me the day I was like, you want to come through? Because I told him I saw he did a podcast before and I was like, yo, I want to be a part of it. So then he hit me up last minute. So I came through and we kind of talked about fashion for a little bit and trends and just creating because you're a creative. So you kind of know what it's like to, you yeah. know, have to have to do things that are that are trendy, but also not too trendy or just follow your own voice. And don't be don't succumb to the pressure of society to do something because it's popular and do it because you want to and not because 
you know, you're being pre- pressured into it. So is it safe to say that he's a builder? Jose, hell yeah. Jose is a builder. Okay. A builder. Part of a family. We're starting a small club here called Builders. Yeah. And it's not like construction. It's like people that are building things. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Like Gilmar is a builder because he built the town. <laughs> I built the town with my two hands. The townie. Yeah. The townie. Yo, that's dope. Okay, you, I'm, I just thought you felt it. The townie. There we go. Built by dude. the town. Dude, yeah, when, me, when Gilmar was coming up with the name... We were texting back and forth, and I don't exactly remember how the conversation went, so you can correct me. Mm. But Gilmar texted me, and I was like, yo, how is it pronounced? Is it pronounced town A? <laughs> and I was like, I forget how I typed it, and you're like, no. <laughs> His text was just, no. Yeah, he kept fucking saying townie. I'm like, townie. bro, it's not townie. Chill out. Townie. <laughs> you know, we were in the studio one night, and the guys were like, yo, I fuck with Gilmar's new brand, townie. <laughs> I just looked at them. I was like, "Yeah, it's dope." <laughs> Didn't even correct them. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but that's like people that live their entire life and like don't correct people when they say their name wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. I stopped doing that recently. Before I would just be like, "Yeah, whatever," and then now I'm like, "It's Jose," and then, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh, Jose," and I'm like, "It's Jose." There's <laughs> a you. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the you. The the U it throws the it definitely throws the gringos for a loop. <laughs> There's some people that like genuinely just like they just don't get it. They're like, oh, what the fuck is he saying? I would like, like, get it. I would have <laughs> been like Hosu. Hosu. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? But there's people that just brush it off, like okay, Jose, and like go about their day. And I'm like, no, it's Josue. Yeah. They think they're speed readers, but they really need to slow it down. Yeah. Dial it back there. Yeah. Is it who, who like name these people? Who's wronged you? Speak your truth. <laughs> has, to, has, to be, has to be mom the bible it's in the bible <laughs> yeah it, it translates into joshua i think yeah. Way? yeah yeah really yeah i didn't know that it's in oh. the bible damn dude but joshua's a lame ass name yeah joshua fucking sucks Josue is such a like a like that's a dude that does something mm-hmm. some respect on my name yeah there you go yeah there we go <laughs> yeah. wait i'm gonna go get drinks with Josue. There we go. we're gonna talk about business oh shit um you're a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. What do you, do you keep a, like a regiment or a daily routine or do you kind of just wing it? Like what's your, what kind of discipline do you got? I, I can't live without like a written, um, like a calendar or just like a notebook where I just write things I have to do. Okay. I don't have like a daily routine. I'm trying to like get into it because I want to get like into the gym and work like i'm being more fit and all you that get yoked yeah. i get it yeah there we go yeah <laughs> the man. town the townie hoodies can only hide so much <laughs> exactly like summer's coming up yeah i'm fucked i'm fucked too bro <laughs> i got two months um but yeah i just write everything i have to do down and then like i i try to focus on like three things a day mm-hmm. and then um like a long time ago i started doing one thing i like just for myself it doesn't have to do with business music whatever it could be completely random like just watching a movie or whatever. So I try to every day do that for one hour. Okay. So so like what did you do today? I haven't done it yet. I'm gonna probably go uh I thought you were gonna you you were gonna be romantic and be like I came on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, we, that dude, we, right. we held his one hour. Yeah, there you yeah, go. We you held my we're his hour. special hour. <laughs> I try to do it by myself. Actually, like the one thing, like it's, oh, all right, don't play me like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me like your girlfriend, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not her. Yeah. But this is cool. This is cool. Uh, you, you guys are fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? So you're trying to get in shape? Yeah. Just. 
Because that's just, were you previously in shape or? You I've just, never been in shape. I mean, I just gained like, like 40 pounds since COVID. Not 40 pounds. It's been like 25. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's 40, 40 pounds. That's, crazy that boy, to say. Yeah. that's like another, yeah. So, yeah. I, I was like 150 in like 2018. Okay. I'm like 190 now. Okay. So that's yeah. 40 pounds. That's 40, 40 pounds, pounds in four years, 10 pounds every year. Yeah, there we go. So that's like. Yeah. But that's discipline right there. You got to like. <laughs> it's it, it, His is like a, his weight gain is like a 401k, dude. <laughs> the thing steady, is, I don't even st- eat a lot of shit. I just sit down growth. a lot because I'm editing or like You're writing. sedentary. Things. You need to get one of those like treadmill desks. I just started just walk. walking. I like biking. So I'm, I think I want to start doing that. Yeah. Just like, getting some cycle, like road cycling or like riding on the canal. Um, either or. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, off roading. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, easy. Yeah, we did that. Bike. A mountain bike action. Damn, I don't got a bike. My brother-in-law has like ten BMX bikes. He's like super into it. We just found him on our bike. There you go, dude. He's got nine. He's got nine bikes now. Nine of them, bro. Pull up. Pull up. Yeah, Gilmar. Where I guess go, everybody pulls up on mountain bikes. Gilmar pulls up on like a BMX bike, like a Huffy. <laughs> oh, with no brakes. A mongoose. With like, with the pegs on it. Like pulls up with Anna on the back. Yeah. So like, where, where you hate is that? <laughs> he has like these crazy bikes. Like one of them costs like $5,000. Jeez. And then one of my friends told me that. And then I asked him and he said, don't tell your sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows now. <laughs> she doesn't know. She's, uh, if she's you, if you're watching know. this, Melly, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> we made it official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Broke the news on the podcast. Yeah. But they moved to Missouri. They'll be back to visit uh, February 11th. All right. Then they definitely won't they hear won't. this. Yeah, they won't hear no, this. She like, watches all, everything I share. So if I share, she'll watch it. Damn it. Damn. I thought nobody in Missouri ever watches anything. <laughs> I don't know why she's up there, but whatever. Shout out to my Just sister, doing Melly. secret stuff, I guess. <laughs> secret stuff. It's her birthday Saturday, so happy birthday. Happy sis. birthday. Hey. Yeah, hey, shotgun. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, I can't do two in a row, but you know, there's, there's that. We definitely need to update the sounds. Yeah, the do sounds any, are pretty old. Do you have any suggestions for sounds? How many buttons do we have? Six? Eight. Six Eight buttons. What, would, what do you have? What do you have? Yeah, let's right. let's go through the buttons. We'll tell Josue what we got, and then we'll see what what improvements from a professional standpoint. Right, I think it? his input would be good. Let's this is see. the first one. I like that. It's kind of it's kind of kind of fairy crickets. We don't really use that. Yeah, one we much. won't use that one. That was, was perfect. Wow, yeah, we gotta Jesus. keep that one. Maybe we should label. I'll bring the label maker in. Yeah, just label them out. Because yeah. that's probably what it is. You probably only know three of them. I do. What's that? I want to get rid of that one. Dude, what is... We don't need that one. Yeah, that one that sucks. One. Why is that even there? Expeditiously. <laughs> Perfect. That was great. Perfect. <laughs> that was great. Hey, there we go. Okay, yeah. so... It's, and you have the gunshot. That seems kind of lame. You did a bomb in there. Yeah, the the DJ uh the funk flex funk bomb. Funk flex bomb, yeah. The, that he drops like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Can one. we can you YouTube what that sounds like right now? Yeah. You never heard it? You never heard the funk you, flex you've heard bomb? It. You've heard it. I think I probably heard it. I did it was it was like a goal of mine when I was a young lad to have like a funk master flex like expedition. We made oh, that trip. first one is insane. Uh, okay, yeah, the new, we need that one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Insane bomb, dude. Just when I say something completely ridiculous, we're like, Ooh. there's a video of him <laughs> dropping it like over a hundred times on a song. Yeah, like he's kept stopping the song. 
like just scratching it back, like just drop, keep dropping it, or just like just pushing the button. I think it was when Jay Z and Kanye like announced they were doing an album and they dropped a single. He dropped like over a hundred bombs or something, <laughs> and it went on for like fourteen minutes or something. I forget what exactly it was. Was is this it? Is it this one? Oh, Otis. Yeah. Twenty two minutes. The song is like two minutes. He dropped like a bomb every time. <laughs> 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 Just dropped another one. This is when they cut up the Maybach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's legendary. Another bomb. <laughs> Get this man off the air, please. <laughs> Get this man off the air. <laughs> This song is fucking amazing. What if he just had like his elbow on the button and just didn't realize it? Just kept leaning and if I was listening that day, I would have switched the station so quick. You're like, bro, play the fucking song. Do you do you ever listen to the radio, like the old school radio, or do you listen to Spotify? Like, what where are you getting your music from? I listen to the radio. My phone has to like die most of the time. Now, when I drive to New York, like I'd listen to the radio just to just to see. I'm like, oh, what's new? Mm. Like that's or what? What are they gonna play on the radio ten times back to back? Basically, mm-hmm. um, and then a lot of the music I found like um, years before COVID was from going to like live shows. I would go to a lot of like indie shows, or I would go to shows where the people were like really big in like Central America, Latin America. And then they would like come here and have like their first show here, and they'd have like two, three thousand people. But the night before, they they would sell out like a fifty thousand person arena in like Argentina, and then I knew n- none of their music. But it was a twenty five dollar show, and it was a Tuesday, and I had nothing to do, so I would go. So I found out of people like Carlo Carlo Morrison there, um, Natalia Lafocarde, or however you say her last name. I know all of these people. Yeah, yeah, by the I, way. yeah, I know yeah, you there, do. Yeah, there you go. Vicente Garcia. Yeah, you, you know all of them, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to slide into Josue's DMs and just be like, put me on some stuff. Put me on some music. Yeah, there we go. This guy's really good. I got to meet him and actually film him. So, Has any of your music, like, have you ever performed your music in front of, like, a really large audience? Or what's the largest audience that you've ever performed in front of? We did Pence Landing one time for like their Hispanic Heritage Celebration, and there was like, I think like a couple of thousand people. And then we opened up a show for this guy named PJ PJ Sinsuela in Philly. Mm. Um, and like as far as like small venues, that it was packed, like it sold out. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, so those two maybe. Do you really enjoy performing live, or do you pref- like enjoy the studio more? I don't know. I, I like both of them. Um, also, like, when we do shows, like, the musicians we use are, like, really good. Like, our drummer is uh, on tour with FKJ now, if you know who that is. I have no idea who that is. Should I know who that is? Probably. You probably like him. Do I know who this is and just didn't know who their name was? Oh, Rob. damn it. Did G. No, I don't even know who this is. You know who he is, Gilmar. You sure? Yes, I guarantee you. Uh, go on YouTube, he put FKJ and Masego. He almost came over and slapped him. I felt that in his you voice. know who it is. Just put FKJ and Masego on YouTube. You're going to know who it is. Uh, well, I know who Masego is. You've seen this video. That top one. This one? Please tell me you've seen it. 
No, bro. Oh my god, oh, never mind. Is... Oh, I've heard this song before. Exactly. So you know who he is. Okay, I guess so. I didn't know who he was, but I've heard this song before. Dude, this is. I get into this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. He plays a bunch of shit. The the dude. This is kind of. This is like some. This is how you set the mood. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and it's like. Um, I need some good mood setting music. This, I've been, I've been be slacking. The like the the music. Something you ever get in like a a funk where you like you're like I need to discover some new stuff. Oh yeah. That's where I'm at right now. I've been in a YouTube like hole on guitar soloists. Really? Yeah. Like who? Um, there's this one band called uh, I think it's Polyphia. Mm-hmm. One second. And they're it's P O L Y P H I A. And they're the one guy, like they're one guitarist in this in this band. Like I watched this video the other day that was just videos of him playing. And it started when he was like a little kid. Yeah, that guy. It started when he was just like a little kid and then up until now. And he's such an insane artist that like you watch like this is him at age 14. This is him at 15. Like, and you just see how good he's starting to get at that age. And now you look at him now and he's just like, what? And then you start to see the tattoos pop up in the video. What's this guy's name? I forget what this guy's name is. Uh, Tim... Something. Where's he from? I have no idea. Like he fucking slaps. Yeah, my friend. And it's not sped up. Like his hands are like literally moving that fast. My friend Mike that came to the studio like all last summer. This is all we would do. Yeah, just jam. Sometimes he just wanted to play. Like he, I would just let him do his thing and I would like sit back. It's really cool. I know a guy that can play like that that doesn't, can't. Like read me like he literally plays from hearing like he he knows what he likes to hear and he, that's what he plays. True musician. Yeah, he was a high school Spanish teacher and married this like Colombian lady, and she never moved to America, but oh, they sure. got married. It's almost like she's just like he just goes to Colombia visits her. I'm like, what is this story? Fire. You're really good at guitar though. You ever been to Colombia? I've been to Colombia. Which part? Uh, I was in Cartagena. Nice. Yep. I went in May, and they almost stole our car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a trip in that's a trip in Colombia for you. Yeah, shout out to Colombia. Uh, the, the, the the Colombia is um, it's an amazing place. Yeah, I really fun. enjoy it there. It I had fun. Uh, Cartagena is really cool because um, it was built. I forget what cent. I think it was like built in the 1600s or 1700s. But the reason they walled it off the way it was, it was constantly getting robbed by pirates. Oh, and shit. I think I think in when I was there last in I don't know, twenty fifteen, I guess, twenty fourteen maybe. Um they estimated that the walled part of the city of Cartagena, they spent seventeen like billion dollars in twenty fourteen dollars. Back in the 1700s. Holy shit. That's like, like, think about like that, inf- like, like, yeah. that's insane money just to protect the city, like, from pirates. I that's remember, insane. I don't remember exactly how much it was, billions of dollars. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, they dude, probably could have just paid the pirates. The whole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. How about you guys just protect us for a billion here? Cool, um, cool it off. You're going to save us some money. Yeah. And um, it was a really cool place. Um, 
you had to read. It's one of the one of the one of the probably the five countries I've been to that you really had to like pay attention to everyone. You kind of had to like make sure you were like paying attention. Whereas like some some countries you can kind of relax a little bit more in, and yeah. some countries you gotta be fucking ready. You gotta be like ready at all times, and that's how that's how Colombia was. Um, Morocco was a lot like that too. We're not going there either. Yeah. Yo, Mark, keep a list. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it all down, bro. Yeah, Cartagena was cool. Uh, another, um, I think this happened in Cartagena. I had people like kind of chase me. Like I picked up on them. Like no way. But this story, it's not that. It doesn't. It turns out kind of like weird. But it people like from a while way back. I was like, dude, why do those people feel like they're just like getting closer and closer and closer? And then we started like walking around like the older part of the city where there really wasn't anybody around. There's like antique shops and different things. So like eventually, you know, these people catch up with us. And I was like, yeah, they were trying to catch up with us. And then like eventually they catch up after you realize they are trying to catch up. And they wanted to like interview me because of my tattoos. Because like where we were, like there's nobody like tattoos aren't really that big there. Mm. And like. I guess I had, like, a sleeveless shirt on or something. They could see, like, my chest and one shoulder at the time. And they wanted to, like, they were, like, college kids that, like, were doing a documentary. And they're, like, dude, we can't. We're having the hardest time actually finding people that, like, want to talk. Like, because I guess the level of the art there wasn't the same as it was in, like, the States. And I was, like, this was a way not the conversation I thought we were going to have right now. So do you have tatted? Uh, on this arm, I just have, like, the two-headed lady she's like a demon when you flip it this way and then it's oh, like sure. a lady and then i've got oh, like, that's dope got like this grim reaper dude under here got the line going little wolf snake action you ever get scared looking at your arm <laughs> so yeah sometimes like i'll fall asleep on my arm and wake up and be like what the nah, <laughs> that didn't actually happen one time though like the f- when i first started doing like my arm um i did like i was just going through like i was having an emotional day and I came home and I was looking down on my arm and I'm like, oh, this shit's permanent. <laughs> like, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but real. then I was like, ah, oh, whatever, actually. <laughs> it is you, know, it is. You, you agreed to this. like, But like for like a brief second, I was like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. But yeah, then it was whatever. But you have any tattoos? I don't have any. I'm like scared of needles. Oh, no. Low key. Yeah. We don't should bring, we should, yeah, is he a good person? Should, should yeah, we bring him in? Person. Yeah. Should we get him tatted up? If he wants to. I see. It's five minutes. Doesn't hurt at all. Like, sorry, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> what uh? What are you doing? Like, do you work mostly, like, during the weeks? Or, like, are you working on the weekends? It depends, really. Um, so, like, this weekend, are you working? I have some edits to catch up on. So, okay. I'll probably do that. And then I'll probably finish working on my attic. <laughs> which is like a side project. Yeah. So you're uh, just doing a renovation. Uh, well, we bought a house and we gutted it. And Congratulations. Yeah. So we're here, at builders. What is it? Yeah, we're builders. OBK. 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 Design build. Yeah. So I, I think um, I'm gonna I, show you some kitchen hardware downstairs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. I, I wish I would have came here eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is expensive. Governor's <laughs> 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 like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if you want to talk to these yeah. guys. I would have got a tattoo first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't get the price down. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you know. <laughs> we could have went to Cartagena. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd go to Cartagena with you guys. 
Yeah, go to Columbia in exchange for a uh, a kitchen <laughs> or think, an attic. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go. I wasn't supposed to go. I had an opportunity to go, and I really wanted to go to Argentina in March or April. One of my good friends is getting married, and her husband's from Argentina. And we got invited to the wedding, and yeah, dude. What is that? Is that the blade? Yeah, Sick dude, blade. you feel powerful with that, don't you? I need one of those. Yeah, we can get you, we can get you hooked up. But I was supposed to go to Argentina, and it just, with all, like, the stuff with work and different things that are going on, I just, like, couldn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to start getting back into South America or Central America as well. The, like, the Europe, I think Europe's played out. Everybody goes, everybody's like, we're going to Europe, we're going to Italy. And, like, there's so much shit to do down in. It's also way cheaper. Yeah, well, there's that too. <laughs> Except for Dominican Republic, apparently grapes are fucking eleven dollars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was still. I mean, I'm from there, so. How long did you go? It was only four days. It was like the shortest trip I've. Four ever days. Did. Yeah, that's two. That's. I mean, mm. long story. Got to do what you got to <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a long story. I actually ended up buying my ticket on like Thursday and going Friday. Nice. And that was back by Wednesday. Was it like a fun trip or was it just just? It was, it was actually one of the most fun. Tri- it was family related, but it was like one of the most relaxed trips uh-huh. because I went for su- such a short period of time. I was just like, oh, here's my spending money. Let's go do all these things in these four days. And it was just like a more of an adventure than it was like a vacation. Yeah. So because usually I'll go for like two or three weeks. Yeah. And then I'm like making sure grandma's good and buying all new appliances and dumb shit, <laughs> which I don't feel like doing. Um, so that's like what most of the trips used to be, just taking You're, care of the house stuff. A lot of your family's like still down there? Uh, well, my grandma and my three uncles and their families. So I grew up with them. Mm. Um, so it was just my grandma and my three uncles. Um, so, yeah, they're still down there. And then everybody else was here. And then my dad goes all the time. So most of his family's from there. But we're not that close. But gotcha. mainly my grandma, my three uncles. That's where I go visit. What do you have? Like, I guess, and then the, what do you like? What's your next project when you get like your next big project after this whole album thing gets released and everything like that? Like, what are you going to start up next? After this? I don't know. Um, probably just keep working on music and seeing where it takes me. Probably uh, try to tour more try to perform more and just, Create art, whether it's visual, whether it's music. Um, just create. Just have fun with it. And then I want to travel a lot more. Yeah. And then. What yeah. do you, what kind of like, when you're creative like that, you tend to kind of want to try new things. What's the next, like what's, what do you, what has your eye right now? Like what's like the next kind of cool thing you want to try? Like either art wise or video or like maybe you want to start like, painting like completely separate from anything i mean yeah like anything like what what new thing do you want to like i want to get into real estate investing okay that's like business stuff that's like i've always wanted to do that yeah ever since i like because i started uh filming real estate videos so i I learned a lot and it was always something that like that makes sense intrigued me yeah because you got an you got an appreciation and like those you put those relationships in place and kind of saw that lifestyle that's that's the cool thing about video and 
content creation and photography and things like that is you kind of get an opportunity to capture, depending on what you're doing, obviously, but if you're doing it for businesses, you're getting a chance to like intimately know someone's business. If you're making a video or you're taking, you know, pictures of them regularly, like Gilmar got the no Gilmar came on with us in construction land, not really knowing like that much. And then made videos and content related around what we were doing. So it kind of is interesting to see how much knowledge you gain from that. Mm -hmm. So it only makes sense that like if you're doing real estate videos that like you're going to pick up stuff along the the way. You're like, hmm, this is interesting business. Yeah, I would like travel with them and like see all the deals they were making like. And then I would see the numbers and all of that. So, Are, do, are there any other businesses that you do content for that intrigue you, like restaurants or, like, jewelry or anything like that? Probably not. I think the, the closest would be, like, fashion, just because I, like, design all, like, the merch for the, for the, um, the label. So, and then I always ask Gilmore, actually. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this design? Yeah, uh, and, and <laughs> he he's like my ultimate resource when it comes to that. So <laughs> I, I I would say that, and then everything else is just film, audio, studio stuff, real estate. Um, I don't I don't think anything else like as of now is like something that I'm like oh I want to learn that. I think we have everything at our disposal, Gilmar, to do a fashion show. Here we go, fashion show. Yeah, possibly. Kind of want to give it a little. You know, a little bit of time before I do any of down that. Down the road. Yeah, down the road for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you think I'm quite saying? there yet. Town with the cowboy boots. Yeah, there you go. That should look fire. Yeah, dude. Just some like a town hoodie and a kilt and some boots. <laughs> Yo, that's actually pretty fire. <laughs> yeah. That would look dope as hell. Yeah, dude, with like some Glocks. Yeah, some, some bandoleros. Some like, holsters or something. Yeah. Strapped up. Maybe like a beret. <laughs> Not a beret. And one of those cigarette things that like holds the cigarette for you. Mm. Like real far out. <laughs> I know exactly like what you Cruella mean. Cruella de type thing. Yeah, there we, we could go. Do that. Like a classy broad. A classy broad. Have you ever f- like photographed or got into like cars or anything like that? Yeah, I, I, I photographed one recently. My barber's like super into cars. I think he just uh, sold a Supra. Okay. And then he so, had a Supra, like yeah. an older one? Yeah, he had like. Um, Jesus Christ. The one they used in, uh, what was it? Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. He had the same one. The, the Bible, you mean? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So he had a red one. Oh my god. Um, he probably sold it for a fair penny. Yeah, from so he's like super into it. I think he's opening up a shop in uh, Cherry Hill. Yeah. So he might transition from like being a barber to doing that, or from what he says, those are like his. So yeah, anything car related, I like talk to him about. What what resources like where are you? learning or like improving your skills at right now like are you watching youtube videos are you watching how other people are producing their content and like realizing how they're doing it like where are you getting inspiration for your stuff i'm just watching things and talking to people yeah so i feel like I, i came to a point where like i've learned a lot of course i still have a lot more to learn but i i've just been like creating and watching different things or just talking to people um, and traveling, like a, a lot of like my ideas come just from talking to people like you or just seeing different things, seeing different colors or going to museums and stuff. Just seeing like, oh, that color will look good with this if I film this like that or if I use this backdrop or if we use 
this piece for for the model or if I wear that piece for one of my own um, videos or something, it, it might, I don't know, create this emotion or something. So just talking and, and traveling because I feel like the technical aspects, I've already learned that. Um, and then everything else as far as content, that's like a whole new world. So I usually like, I'll ask people like Gilmar or I'll ask, um, I have a friend Moja and I'll say, hey, what's what's trendy now? What's like the popular thing? What are people doing to like get seen out there? Just because that's something that I'm not like super into. I'm not like super into whatever, getting social media famous and all of this because it's so time consuming for me. And that actually stresses me. For me, it takes away from like creating the art. So I try to like, sometimes I'll just throw my phone. Like if I don't have like anything, like if I'm working on like music, I'll try to just put my phone aside and like just create the art or create what I'm making. Mm. And then just because I wear so many hats. That's really profound that you know, or you have like that discipline to recognize that like, if you focus on what you're doing, it like is better. Yeah. It's just because I had to, because I do so many things. Like everyone's like, how do you do so many things? And I'm like, well, sometimes I have to stop doing so many things and just focus on the one thing, especially with creating. I just like to create. So, so do you feel like you kind of have like a lot of little parallel, like you have a lot of little projects going all at the same time. And then at any one time, you kind of have like the project you're focused on directly. You have this one over here. That's kind of like on deck that you're like thinking about, like probably when you're taking a shit or something like that, Absolutely. or when you're driving, <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah, I got that idea, but I'm going to keep that over here. Like I'm going to stir it until it's ready to be put over here. Are you that disciplined or, or does it flow organically? No, for sure. I, I do that. I, I give things time, time to rest. So, mm -hmm. like, if I create something, if I make a song, if I make a video, um, and, it, and I have, like, you know, the luxury of having, like, a longer deadline, um, I try to deliver it before the deadline, but I try to give it, like, a few days to rest. Maybe it might look great right now, and then three, four days, I'm going to completely hate it. That always helps because I get to see it from, like, a new perspective. That's, like, a, that's like an interesting idea like giving things time to rest. Gilmar, do you do that? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, Absolutely. whenever I create something and, you know, I I take a look at it. Sometimes it, if it needs to be, if I have a certain deadline, it doesn't have to be days, but it can be hours where I set it aside and I come back to it and I'm like, mm, I don't like the way that looks. Or I would watch something that would be similar to that and I see how mine could be better based on what I'm watching now. Um, so, yeah, comparing or giving things time to rest is usually the way I do it. Um, just like with the campaign shots that I shot, what was it last weekend? Mm -hmm. um, I haven't released those yet. Cause I keep waiting and looking at them and you know, I keep making changes. I keep re-editing photos. So yeah, all the time. I think as a, as a creative, it's not too much time. Yeah. Not, not too much time, but as a creative, I feel like you, you always, you should give that, that time to let it set and rest and then go back to it and see what you can change. Cause you know, we're never, really satisfied with what we're doing i think that but. like i need to perhaps be better at doing that then because mm -hmm. it sounds like what you're instinctively giving rest to i'm giving rest to out of frustration uh, like in if i'm like editing the show or something like that mm -hmm. like i've gotten it down now where like that's a bad example because like i kind of have my system and i turn it out very quickly yeah but like say i'm trying to make a new clip mm -hmm. or like now I'm like, I have that system. So now I'm trying to like edit the clips and the reels and like throw some flair on them and like get into that level of the editing. Mm -hmm. And like, that's where I'm like trying to do shit. And like, 
I'll work on something or try and figure it out until I'm just like, dude, I'm fucking smash this computer. And that's <laughs> when I get up. Yeah. Is that how it is for you? Or are you no. getting, you're getting up way before that point. It's before that point. I, I don't, I rarely <coughs> get frustrated when I'm creating. Um, it's more so, uh, my mind is okay. I think we've done enough for today. Let's give it a rest or just for this moment, give it a rest, come back to it. Um, so it's kind of important to know, like know yourself i guess yeah to know that be like hey like i i put in like good movement here like i lit it out like now i need to like refill my tank so that i have like the creativity can flow again yeah you don't want to burn yourself that's what we're kind of talking about yeah i I also like say i leave like 15 to 20 percent room for like just normal life stuff like Mm. if i'm like let's say my deadline is sunday and today's thursday and i'm like oh i'm gonna get it done by by friday right but somebody will call me like, let's go to this show or like, let's go, let's go to this podcast or let's go to this meeting. I'll say, I used to say, no, I can't. I have this project to do and I have to get it done by tomorrow when the deadline is, is Sunday. So what I started doing is I just said, okay, cool, let's do it. Like I have the time. If I have the time, I will go do it. And that doing that helps me because now I, again, meet different people and I might learn something new. They might teach me something or I might see something. And, and then you come me. back to that whatever you're working on, like, refreshed. And I do it faster. Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, this is what I was missing this whole mm-hmm. time. Or this is the piece that I had to put here. You kind of have to trust that you, there's, like, until you're in that environment and, like, you've done that a few times, there's a lot of trust in yourself there to, like, know, be like, you said, like, when he responded to that, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to do it faster. Mm-hmm. Like he knew, like he, there was no question that he knows that, but for someone that like doesn't know that, like that's probably really hard to kind of get into that. Like, I trust that, like I'll get this done on Sunday. Yeah, everything falls in place. Like, is of course it's discipline. Like you know you're mm-hmm. gonna get it done. I I know how I work. I know myself, but everything comes to place. And into yeah, everything falls into place. When people ask me like, oh, how are things? It's like life is great. I woke up today. Life is great. It, like I could have had like the shittiest day yesterday, but everything works out how it's supposed to be. Like there's no need. Like, we could all have died from coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Ninety six percent death rate. <laughs> could have been like the rapture or something. Yeah, and we're the ones that stayed behind. Yeah, yeah. that's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> good theory right there, dude. That so we're fucked regardless. Yeah, we're fucked. It's all good. Make dude, the best we would, of it. We would. Yeah, but like then you would know. Mm. And then you're like, all right, now I can just be me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can be myself. Now. Yeah, Gil- Gilmar's evil as shit inside, dude. What the fuck? Tony. Yeah, he's trying to rile you up. I'm about to fucking run through all right now. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, that just comes with with knowing yourself and doing the work for so long. You just kind of develop that skill of knowing when to let go or when to walk away and come back to it. But so, that's like a type... Like if you have if you're a type A type person, I think it would be hard to look at somebody that's creative and kind of understand that like they're taking a break right now to recharge their creativity. Because mm. like type A or like do like people that are doers, yeah, you know what I'm saying. They just kind of like like I'm a, I'm kind of like in both worlds. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's how I used to be. But I'm creative, though. And now I'm learning to, like, embrace my creativity. Yeah. But I always wanted to be the 
type A person until I realized that's not who I was. So sometimes I have to like remember, be like, oh, like that's not how it actually works in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like you just hammer it until it works. Like mm-hmm. now, like eventually you got to stop. So sometimes like I find it, I appreciate people that are, you know, on their success path like you, but also know like, hey, like it's not always like go, 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 go. I learned that the hard way, like yeah. <laughs> the very hard way. And everyone's different. What might work for me might not work for you. That's why when I see like a lot of like these, like, I guess life coaches, everyone is different. Like, yeah, the life coaches, geez. <laughs> life coaches. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, what might work for one person might not work for the next next. So I don't, I don't know. For mm-hmm. me, it was just, I would, I would say that you could be a life coach. I, I would probably run your life. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> yeah, um, whatever. I just share my experiences. That'd be funny if, like, that—that's what your business was called. Ruin your life. Yeah, ruin your life LLC. Right your life I'll, I'll do. I'll give you the best idea ever. Yeah, right here. Ruin your life instead of Laura Productions. Ruin your life. There we go. Yeah. Dude, did we just come up with a company name? Yeah, new company name. So. Ruin, ruin, ruin your life. Ruin your life. Media. Ruin your life. Media. Yeah, media. <laughs> yeah. Right, there we go. Yeah, because you, if you don't add media, they don't know you're a media company. No, so, so like employees of your company would be life ruiners. There we go. Life ruiners. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone should kind of like ruin, ruin someone's life. life once in a while. No, ruin their own life like at least once. Get out, get away, like get out of being comfortable and like just like do something you always wanted to do mm. because so many people are like scared and they're mostly scared about money. Yeah, well, like, that's a cool brand name, Ruin Your Life, because, like, you think you're going to ruin your life, you're but, like, better. you're actually going to make it better. Sometimes, sometimes, like, you know. I mean, there's people sitting in jail right now listening to this that are probably, like, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Or, or <laughs> Ruin my life. For or, real. Or if you're, like, a This is a philosophical. Rapper, or if you're, like, a terrible rapper, don't quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't quit your day yeah, job. You yeah, call Josue first and get reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, if your so friends you say you co- suck, call your life coach Josue and go. see if you should ruin your life. One eight hundred, ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> there it do is. you do you journal or like capture you know your thoughts and like emotions like in in like a certain way like that? Oh yeah, that's what my music is. That's okay. Like my so word. like you're you, but you don't journal separately to your music. Like your music is your journaling. Yeah, and then I take a lot of pictures. Like yeah. I, I found that when I was taking a lot of trips to Dominican Republic, I was like documenting everything with like video or pictures, and that was like my life journal. So mm-hmm. I was actually looking back on on all the trips, and I said, "Oh wow, I never realized like this is the thing I did." That was like therapy for me. So you could kind of see like how you were feeling in your pictures based upon how you took stuff, or you 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 mentally remember like what's that kind of? Yeah, it was like. Um, the visuals, the colors, um, and the music. So I would take, like, if I listened to stuff I was making, like, when I was 19, it was, like, very dark, a lot of, like, shadows, a lot of blues. And I still have that, but now it's implemented with, like, warmer tones, a lot of browns. So it's, like, and mm-hmm. then a lot more greens. So maybe I'm, like, at a happier place, a place I'm more comfortable. And I'm also more myself, like, um I feel like I say whatever I think, which a lot of times people say I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm now that doesn't make for good at podcasting. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like before I would kind of try to hide that, maybe because I was trying to get a certain client or I was trying to impress somebody when um, 
I said, my grandma's proud of me. I have nobody else to impress in the world. Oh, that's cute. So. What, uh, how do you feel about grills? Like teeth grills? Grills? I don't know. I mean, as a kid, I used to put like the, the, uh, was it the, uh. Like bubblegum wrappers? Yeah, like, everyone like. (laughs) Dude, did everybody in your fucking neighborhood do this? He wasn't in my neighborhood. (laughs) Bro, where did you live? I lived on 2nd Street. Where'd you live? I lived on Chestnut. That's not even close. Whatever. It's not even I close. Mean, can you, <laughs> seven miles, can, you, know? can, you, can you walk there? Mm, yeah, but yeah. it'll take you hours. No, it won't. It'll <laughs> take you like 25 minutes. It would not take 25 <laughs> minutes. Fuck that. Bro, I used to walk the tram high. It took me 30 minutes to walk the tram high from 2nd Street. Like 20 minutes. Bro, the ain't GPS no, ain't no 20 minutes. You said hours, though. Let the record stay. Yeah, 20, I was, I was thinking like an hour. hour and a half, maybe. So, like, yeah, you guys aren't in the same neighborhood if it's a 20-minute walk. No, yeah. but. I was by Columbus Park. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but same culture, I guess you can say. It was, the we were talking. We, <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of guats. Dude, we Shout out the guats. we had we did an episode with a young lady who makes grills and teeth jewelry. Oh shit! And Gilmart brought up that story about how he used to wear bubblegum wrappers on his. Yeah, yeah, bro. Smoke the fake cigarettes. Yeah, I've, yeah. Dude, I feel like a. I feel like I missed out on childhood. You never did that. Nah. What's going on? Well, we were, what, 12, 11 when that happened? Yeah, what was that, like 08? Yeah, he was 18 already, so I think he was past that stage Uh, of of infancy. I I probably was too cool for school. Yeah. Probably too cool for Wrigley's Grill. Yeah, you were. I don't know what fun that is, man. Yeah, I, I missed out on childhood. Oh, no, no, you didn't. You did a lot of crazy shit, Andrew. I still have time. I make up for it pretty regularly. Yeah, buy some gum right now and do it. Go. Yeah, I'm going to go to Wawa after this and grill up. It's never too late, bro. No, but we're going to get real ones. Yeah, we're, we're going to get both of you. We're going to get gold canines. Yeah, I'm going to get some gold canines. You were you were saying that. Yeah, that's no, why. But, yeah, but we got we to gotta connect. The, one of the cool things about the show is we meet cool people and then we get ourselves into things like grills. I need yeah. to meet this person then. Yeah, she's Bro, yeah. the grill plug. Yeah, she's hey. she's really really dope. At what the she tooth fairy. Up. I gotta post that clip. Oh, uh, tooth fairy. Yeah, her name. Yeah, is I, I think they're dope. It's fem gems. Fem gems. Her. Yeah, we're gonna dude because we need to get like six people together for the party. Oh, yeah, the, the grill party. Yeah, do the gold canines. Let's see the gold canines we're gonna get. Yeah, yeah like that one. Malone got him right here. The That's guy on the gold. bottom. No, she back designed out. the ones for Post Malone. No, 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 she didn't. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, keep going. Right here. Keep going. Stop. Far right. Center. There you go. Right here? Yeah, the black tube face. But these these are the bottom ones. I'm talking about the top ones. Oh, it's a lady. Sorry. Yeah, I want to get the, the top gold canines. These are... Yeah, the but it's like the same, but same, same. Same, but same. Same, same, but different. Yeah. Where's she based out of? Uh, Warrington. But she's coming to my house. I have no idea where that is. It's uh, close to here. Yeah, so it's pretty far from somewhere in PA. Let's, yeah. let's just say it would take you hours to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, PA is big as fuck. Yeah, yeah we is, we stay keeping it big over here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> you should go. come try it out. I, I'm thinking of moving my studio to uh, Philly. To Philly? It's a bigger market. Yeah. But I can't find the spot in Philly I like. Just rob somebody. Yeah, there we go. That's like, everything I see is like Kensington, and I'm like, hell no. That's like what it is with, that's, I'm going to Philly tomorrow night, or what's today? Yeah, tomorrow night for a fight, and. Are you the one fighting? No. (laughs) Um, 
where we were going and somebody was saying something about Philly and I'm like, dude, we're going to Philly with like all cops and jujitsu athletes. Like I'm pretty sure things are going to be okay. Holy shit. <laughs> What's going on here? What are you guys doing? You guys fighting some people? Alex is in a fight. Getting rowdy? Yeah. Alex Clematic has Clematic. Damn, that sounds pretty cool. The gym. It's fire. Se- his second amateur fight. His first fight, he dominated. Boxing? Hmm? Uh, MMA. Oh, yeah. complete mixed martial arts? He's it's, grappling, standing? It's complete. Oh, shit, not just jujitsu. Now I'm going to awesome. camera, too, probably, I think, this time. Yeah, get some photos. That's dope. So you produce your own content as well? Because <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yep. So you design, build, produce your own content? Yeah. Anything else? I wrestle dudes. Wrestles dudes. Really? He, yeah. Oh, shit. He's a, he's a genius G- in business, G-Jitsu. in my opinion. If genius in business, it doesn't feel like that right now. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that You're right now. You're on your way. You, you got it, though. We learned, we learned some lessons. <laughs> yeah, we did. Some we lessons did. have been learned. All right. What, what were those lessons? Uh, I feel like we'd have to do another episode. <laughs> yeah. Top business know. advice, then. Um. What I guess top business advice that's hard on the spot. I guess I'll give you like what I'm thinking about right now. Um, and I kind of was going to talk to Gilmar about maybe doing an episode about this uh, book I'm reading, but I want to read like one or two more books on the subject before we do the episode. But there's this thing called the Enneagram. Enneagram. I I can never pronounce it right, and Ariel will kill me for it. But it's E N N E A Gram. And it's this, like, several thousand-year-old idea that there are fundamentally, like, nine personalities. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, you are fundamentally, like, one through nine. You are one of those. And then you have, like, a one, like, whatever number you are, you have, like, two versions of that. And the whole concept of this is, like, where a lot of personality tests, they they label you. Like, if you take a personality test for your job or something like that at work, like, you're working, at, you're working at Applebee's, they'll be like, okay, you're this, so this is, like, we don't want you here. Whereas this thing... Like it's so old that I'm still like that's what I want to I want to do more research on like the history of it before I like start talking about it a lot, but like if you know what number you are, there's no harm in labeling yourself because the whole concept of labeling yourself is it doesn't just like it doesn't say like hey this is what you are, mm-hmm. it says like hey this is what you are, but this is what you are if you're unhealthy, this is what you're like if you are spiritual healthy. This is what you are if you're, like, maximum healthy. This is what you can do to get there. Okay. These are what your character traits are. Like, these are how you're, you default to do, like, this is what you're thinking. And then, but, like, so, like, if you know about yourself and you know, like, how, like, oh, I do this type of thing. It's, like, harmful for my growth. Like, you can, like, acknowledge it. But what also makes it extremely powerful is if you study the numbers enough, I can be, like, hey, Gilmar, and, like, I'm not going to, like, I don't know what Gilmar is. I haven't thought enough about it yet to say, hey, Gilmar, like, you're a six. You're a loyalist, which I think is a six, right? Let's see. Yeah, yeah six. Say you're a loyalist. Like, and I'm his boss or we're on a team together. I know how to talk to him and treat him to get, like, the best results out of our relationship. Mm. 
So, so you're like, trying to become like a better manager, I guess. I'm trying to like be a better manager of myself and then in return like make less mistakes managing people. Because sometimes like and like you you probably have this too. Like you're all go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You like sometimes you might get in you might interact with somebody and you're like, dude, where is this person's go? Like, yeah, like why time. do you act like you do not give a shit about anything? And you're like, oh, well, this person's like, this is like they're the helper. They just want to be told like, hey, this is what I need from you. Like, Which you know, is okay. There's nothing wrong with any, yeah. all of these nine things have their pros and cons. Like, there's not any, like, I've read all the numbers and there's not any one person that I'm like, oh, I wish I was that. It's like you read it, you're like, oh, that's, I, I can see that. And then you start thinking about people being like, oh, that's so-and-so's like that. Or my brother's that person. Like, that's why we have this conflict all the time. Like, so it helps you be, you know, be a better person and interact with other people. So, like, I think in business right now, if I'm giving advice, I would think you would want to learn how to communicate on, like, a spiritual level like this. Because if you can understand yourself and you can like communicate on this level to someone else on any, like in a relationship, on any relationship, you will like get better. You will get like the best results, in my opinion. You got to be honest with yourself, like from. But you have to be able to know, like, hey, I'm a challenger. Hey, like when I get pressured, I'm going to behave like this. So I need to not do that. So I don't fuck this relationship up. So, like, it's kind of things like that. I, I had to learn to read people like that, like based on the, like on our interactions. Mm. Like um, there was a lot of times where I said, um, "Why is this per-? like you said? Like why is this person like that? They don't like doing shit." Yeah. And then I just said, "Oh, that person. That's not their role. This is their role. They're great at that. They're not great at this." Um, and I just would have a conversation with them and say, "Hey, what do you want? You have to be honest. Like before we start any form of business, before we do anything, like if it's music and I'm working with somebody." It's, hey, how do you see music? Is this like a hobby for you or are you like actively pursuing it? Mm. And like, oh, it's just something I like to do when I get off work. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're, this is not the place for you. We could hang out and have a few beers, but we're not making music because I'd feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Because that's not where I'm at. Mm. And that's fine. Like some people would get upset because you told them that. And I said, no, like that's, you have to understand that we're, we have different goals. So, so I guess like the second thing I would say then is being okay with conflict. Oh yeah, there we go. That would probably be like the second second thing. It's like being okay with conflict. Being okay with conflict. Like I've gotten to a point with conflict. Um, I'm not great with conflict. Like I tend to either I'm either too aggressive or I'm too quiet. Like I have no mid range. Yeah. So like I have to I've had to work a lot on being like, hmm, this is like identifying, hey, something's bothering me. Cause like sometimes you can just go with the flow and then next thing you know, you're like, Hey, that bothered me two days ago and I didn't realize it. So it's like trying to take in the time to be like, hey, all right, you know, we need to have a discussion right now and it's not going to be comfortable, but it's the best for what needs to happen. And I think that a lot of times I see it all the time where, you know, something's not right and you want to fix it or you like, I'll try and fix it. And whoever I'm trying, like whoever is the responsible person that can fix it for me, like avoids blame avoids this and i'm like no 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 like i don't fu-. like i had a carpenter on a project the other day where i was like hey like the ceiling looks great that you did but like this one piece of wood doesn't match any of the other pieces of wood i need that changed 
And then he starts making like excuses for like why there's a gap in this one spot, why there's, and I'm like, <laughs> and I literally had to, and it probably took me four or five times to be like, look, 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 stop. Like finally I had to be like, look, look, I'm not talking about that. I, th- that looks great. Like you're, you're trying to like make this big, you know, tornado of issues. And I'm literally just being like, change this fucking piece of wood here. Stop like making, you know, a mountain out of like a little, like a little hole right here. Like just chill. And it, if he was just like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll change that. The conversation would have been over and we would have been like, but like we kept going and being like, I'm like, so sometimes people feel threatened. When they're not, like, I'm not, th- like, I'm not challenging you. I'm not blaming you. I'm not doing anything. But, like, he probably felt like he was being attacked a little mm. bit, maybe. And then immediately gets on the defensive, which is, like, it's so hard to manage people when they're on the defensive. You, you have to, like, really be able to, like, um, read that. Like I said, read people. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's, like, stuff that, like, has nothing to do with you. Maybe, like, their childhood, somebody, like, you know whatever exactly and that's like that's why these numbers are so good because if you know um what's like a good one like one that's like um so like i'll do myself because that's the fairest uh i'm number eight i'm a challenger so like i'm like like flaws with me is like my my personality sometimes can be too big and overwhelming Mm. that like i put people off but i don't realize that Mm. that's the number eight. So like you have to, but they're also on the con like the converse side, like they're great organizers of people and like builders of organizations and things like that. So it's like, you have to know like, Hey, in an unhealthy setting, like I'm too big of a person in a small room. Like I can be too like loud or whatever my personality, whatever the number eight's personality thing is. But at the same time, like if I harness that and know when to like calm it down, I can also like bring people together and like or like. So it's a lot of like being honest with yourself. Do, do you find that you that you could like um, that you should have people that like balance you out? Yeah. So there's so um, for all intents and purposes, like I really based upon like how I was brought up and like other different things, like I really shouldn't have a successful relationship with my wife for like a lot you know what i'm saying like i just uh-huh. i just didn't ha- like i got lucky enough to meet someone mm-hmm. that like helped me put a lot of those like missing pieces together mm-hmm. to have a relationship like most times you have to put those pieces together and then you get the quality relationship like i got very lucky that like she helped figure that out for me but she's a number two she's a helper okay so like go. a number two and a number eight that's like by accident those are two very powerful numbers together nice so like you kind of want to like when you're building your organization like you would never want to like for instance and gilmar i understand this like you would never like you would never want to put me and nick cornea like Mm -hmm. in a small small business together it's not gonna work we would shred the whole place apart yeah Cause like his personality, he's probably an eight too, mm. or he might be a number three. Three is achiever. Yeah. So like those people that are like competitive want like he might be a number three because he's very easygoing except for when he's not. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like not really ever easygoing. Mm. I I try to be, but it's not like my instinct. Yeah. 
Um, so like you don't you want to put like two number eights together in like a company <laughs> of three people. Like you're uh, gonna okay. have a bad fucking day. <laughs> um, so like you want to be like so like for instance like if you're gonna go and find a business partner, and you really really know this, and you meet someone that's like oh dude you're a helper, it's like <laughs> oh shit like this might be good like what kind of helper are you? Are you a helper? But like you see how the numbers are like connected, mm-hmm. so you have like two eight or two four. And then you have like the one, two, three. So like there's ones that are like the, like mine is called, there's triads. Like there's groups of three. So like mine is the, um, I think mine's called like the gut triad. And it's the most emotional one. So like you're either really in touch with your emotions or you're not, or you're explosive or like, so like there's all these like little like levels to this whole thing that ultimately make you a better people person. Okay. So the, how do you say that word? Yeah, I have the same problem. Enneagram, I think. Enneagram. 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 It's N. I'm not even going to try this. Enneagram. Enne. Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. So I I always butcher it because I say it too fast. I wonder what mine is. What your thing is? Yeah. How do I find that out? There's a test I can send you. Oh, okay. um, But I would say read the book. Mm, okay. The test is like oh, it, it doesn't. The test tells you, but like unless you read the book and you read all the information, it doesn't mean as much. Interesting. It like gives you like the whole. Like once you read the whole chapter on yourself, like you read it and you're like, "That's me." Yeah, I mean, you're definitely an eight. I see that a hundred percent. What are you, Gilmore? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what I'd be. You're like a nine. You think I'm a nine? No, how I mm. think he, I think I don't know. You might be a peacemaker. I don't know. You're very calm. Like I, I'd have to go back and read like the chapter again. Mm-hmm. But I like I. That's the problem. That's why I wanted to say like that's why I was saying like before like I want to do more research into this so that like when I'm talking about it, I'm not pulling from my asshole like the yeah. de- the depths of my asshole. <laughs> the depths. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, that's I pretty guess. deep. Very deep. <laughs> Yeah, very dark deep asshole. Yeah, it's very deep and dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, I feel like we got off on a wild tangent here, and I appreciate you coming out. For yeah, it. for real. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. What, uh, Gilmar? Do you have anything to say to Josue or Joshua? I love Joshua, you too, if that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say I love you. No, just uh, gonna mouth it. I'm excited for him to uh, put out his album. He gave me some. He let me listen to it like two nights ago, and it was fucking sick. It was beautiful. It was really good. It took me to a different place. He, you could tell he, um, as the the young kids would say, he was in his bag with this one. Like he really was. The he the instrumentation's that, yeah. he really was good. In his bag with this one. Yeah, bro. The He's instrumentation kidding. was insane. He just he has this one interlude that he he was like, uh, you know, what was your favorite song or whatever? And I told him I really liked the interlude. It's basically it's just his mom speaking, his his grandmother speaking, but it's over this beautiful. Your friend Mike played it, right? Mike played yeah, the guitar. Yeah. Just beautiful, and it just took me to another place. It just, I don't know, it made me a little emotional. It was crazy. So I'm excited for people to listen to it. It's it's different. It's really different. You can't really pin it down to one genre or anything. It's just, it's cohesive, but it's also a bunch of different things, but it all makes sense. So, Dude, I can't wait to listen to it now. Yeah, it's great, and it's all in Spanish. Perfect. Yeah. You went to Colombia, it should be good. Yeah, you should be all right. I speak okay Spanish. Is it like gringo Spanish? Gringo Spanish, yeah. Like queso. Yeah. <laughs> me, me amo Andrew. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, my my Spanish is uh, it's ebbed and flowed over the years. Like I was a lot, I I felt more fluent when I was younger, working around like kitchens and traveling and doing that. And then as I get older, if I don't if I don't watch Spanish content or listen to music or do like the Duolingo app or anything like that, like I feel it slowly. Like it's such a hard language to learn too. Like. Yeah, I feel like we don't realize how hard learning, and then you have like all these different countries speak different Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching a show from Argentina right now. I had to turn, mind you, I speak perfect Spanish. Mm-hmm. I had to turn the subtitles on because <laughs> the words they use, bro. They kept using this one fucking word, pelotudo. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know what the fuck that means. What does it mean? Pelotudo. Pelotudo. Does it mean like you got head. a lot of hair? It can mean head like something? like dickhead, asshole, stupid. Hello, oh. because I got the head in there. Yeah. And then I was watching uh, Spanish shows from Spain. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to use that. They would say gilipollas. Gilipollas, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. oh, what the fuck does that mean? It means like, like clown. Their, yeah, it's like their other, or it could be like dickhead ass. Yeah, dickhead asshole. Yeah. Yeah. How are they spelling that? Is that spelling like chicken now? Huh? Pollas? Like gilipollas. Gili- yeah, I guess so, yeah. Or A double L. It's like an insult. Mm-hmm. And then like Guatemalans have like their... Cerote. The, f- <laughs> the first time, the first time that that was like a, like an oh shit, like I, I knew about the dialects and things like that, and traveled and got around it. But when I was in Spain, my brother and I were cruising around, everything was going real smooth, and then we fucking got to Barcelona. We came off the train, we came up the escalator, and all the fucking signs were in a different Spanish. Yeah. And I like I called my friend who we were meeting up with, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm reading right now. All these like a lot of these words are a lot different, Wild. and I had no idea that Catalan was yeah. like, such a different, very different. For, like wh- like imagine Philadelphia just speaks a different language. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, people don't realize people don't realize like that's like what I'm talking about here. All like, use you, you have like different things like oh you know, Stavros does it the best, dude. All use guys, yeah, all use guys. Come down here with your cheese steaks, Philly. Stop. So it. it's probably like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's wild. Yeah, it is wild. So everyone speaks like so. It's a very hard language to learn, I would say. Yeah, but if you know some basic Spanish, check out Josue's album. Yeah, there we go. It's great. I don't even think you need to know Spanish. Yeah, no, you can just hear it. Like again, the instrumentation, everything is. I heard he has the voice of an angel. Incredible. He he manipulates his voice really well. I can't sing. Mm-hmm. He can't sing, but it sounds like <laughs> he can. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for people to listen to it. It's honestly. It sounds better than, it sounds like it was made at a Grammy award winning studio, because it it should be. But it's a Grammy award winning artist on artist, it. yeah. There's a Grammy award winning artist on it, so on your album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so. uh, he's like, yeah, big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we spend a lot of time, so it's it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think one of the projects I'm most proud of. How long did it take you to put this one together? I released working on it in Corona until now. Yeah, so the I released an album in 2019, and then I released like a live a live album right when COVID started, which fucked everything up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. since then, that I've been working on that. I guess since then. So. Yeah. Do when you when you release an album, do you feel like a little piece of you is like put to rest, or like you close a chapter? Because like you're put you're working on something for two years really hard putting all that like creative energy into it and then when you put it out it's like oh, i'm done yeah but not instantly like mm-hmm. looking back at it 
like uh, I feel like so I did two albums because I was part of a group with my buddy Peter and Otahe, and like they were like very sad albums, but nobody really could tell. I guess how me and him knew like like we were joking like damn Peter we're fucked up. <laughs> like, is this what we're making right now? <laughs> and like we both knew it. We would both just laugh like. <laughs> but like we weren't sad of making it it's not like we were in the studio crying yeah right? but that was just the vibe at the time yeah yeah like we're like but like we were like i'm like god oh, fuck like that's a this is a sad like that was a really uh it's a great album too yeah and like was. a lot of like the, the i'm writing. excited to go home and listen to more yeah it's 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 an um, this that one was really fun this was like uh we were still young we started it when we were like 16 and it didn't come out till i was like 22 so it was like every piece of us so it was like, you know, it like even evolved. Yeah, because when I was 16 to 22, like, uh, I probably changed like 20 different times. That's that album. And it like closed that chapter. Yeah. Like, after. so 21. that's kind of like what tattoos are for some people. Music oh, are kind of like your tattoos. So like yeah. you, you look back and it's like it has that same permanence and you can look like there's pieces of like the tattoos that I have that I'm like, Oh, like this was going on when I got that one. This was like what I was going through when I got that one. So like, that's kind of like what it is for you. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're 80 years old and you go back and you listen to this, you're going to probably go right back to like what was going on at that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you pulled up the stupid ass picture. Did I miss a picture? Of <laughs> Dumbass photoshopping stuff on Trey songs. This is when I was fit. <laughs> Stupid as it works, dude. Your jawline like fits on his neck pretty well. Um, the head so could be blown dumb. up a little bit. I had somebody from the Dominican Republic call me like, "When did you get so strong?" And they were like, "Super serious." Hey yo, <laughs> but but yeah, that that's what albums are for me. They like close chapters. There's some songs that I still like don't like to listen to because I don't like remembering like that stage. Yeah. Although I know I'm like, oh, this is such a good song, and like when people play it, I like get like a little uncomfortable. It almost feels like it wasn't made for like other people. Like it almost feels like I made it for myself, mm. which sounds like super selfish. Like I'm like, just play that shit on your own. Like I don't want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> like, it, it was a different time for me. Not that the music is bad or I'm ashamed of it. It's just like I just don't want to remember that. That's like when Richie did the year of music. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah, he still he still does stuff. He hasn't put anything out. You met Richie at a party that I had. Your boy that uh, he has like one album out. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's yeah, when last time I no Instagram, we, we had him on the podcast a while. Richie Navigator. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah Richie. Na there we go. Yeah. He's good. He yeah. uh, the last time we had him on the podcast, he was putting out like a song a day. Oh shit! Like he was just like making a song every day. That's dope. And but like the whole premise of it was like he was going through some dark shit because he was. It was just like some mm -hmm. of the music was not uplifting. Yeah, no. And I was like, oh, sh no. Well, what we did was we like disguised it in like very happy songs. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody could tell it was like sad songs. And then I'm like, I can't believe nobody fucking realizes that this is not a happy song. So it was, it was kind of interesting. Like this one. This is called Medicine. And it's about you just wanting to like escape. And it sounds like a love song. But you're like, I don't feel like being here or going to work. I just, I just wish I had somebody to go to the beach with. And it sounds like super like up-tempo. And then it's like one of our favorite songs to perform. It doesn't feel sad no more. Oh, this is Vaso Geno. Yeah. This one was fun. 
Yeah, I was there to shoot this. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure this is... It was me and Edgar. Edgar and I were, were manning cameras. Edgar? Yeah. Shout out Edgar. It's a different Edgar. This is a... Is it a different Edgar? Yeah, this is a proper Edgar. This isn't a Nokemaka Edgar. This is Nokemaka? No, this isn't oh, the, the... Yeah, no, this is... I think he had it when he was little. <laughs> he probably did. Dude, what if, he, what if he was like the one that brought the stink bugs in, but brought the haircut in? <laughs> The, the you know, because there was like there was like one person that came like came overseas with like a shipment of stink bugs. <laughs> what if Edgar brought in the original Edgar? Fucking Edgar, bro! Edgar. No way he just came into school one day and just brought it with him. <laughs> shout out all the Edgars in the world. Yeah, Edgar. shout him out. Yeah, and if you don't know what an Edgar is, it's too late for you. It's you too know. late. You know, they've already they've already arrived. No They're all Puerto Rican. They're all Puerto Rican or Mexican. <laughs> Yeah. Or Mexican, <laughs> dude. I, I can't stop getting those videos in my goddamn fucking feed. <laughs> You're fucked, dude. I'm so With the Edgars, the yeah. Edgars. Yeah, dude. I get them nonstop. <laughs> Our friend Edgar shares them all day. Like he says, people send send them to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was sending them to Gilmar, and I just had to stop. <laughs> I tried to stop my feed from getting them. Yeah, now you're trying to affect me with that virus. I don't click them anymore because I want them to go away. <laughs> <laughs> the Edgars. The best, is the, the best is the Jason Edgar where he's got like the mask on but the haircut. Damn, you're too deep in. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> you're that fucking deep in. That was the Halloween one. I don't think I saw that. Holy shit. You're deep in, bro. Yeah, I'm so deep in. Did you see that Hasbulla video of them of them like speeding in Vegas and like the cop like driving past the cops? No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh my god, I'll I'll show you that later. But anyway, fucking guy, uh, dude, it was really fun to have you on. Yeah, thank, thank you for having on. me. I feel like we need to wrap it up before this gets like any more down. <laughs> if you got this far, yeah, you better listen to the album. Yeah, listen and to album. watch the next episode. All right. Well, this is No Prisoners podcast. Listen, subscribe to the show. We're gonna record an intro so that the show. Oh. We hit it in the beginning, and then uh, you'll already know what Hostway's information is because it'll be in the beginning of the show. So if you're listening right now, you'll know the dark, the dark secret that we re-recorded the intro to the show. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs>